Yep, it's about that time. It's Coach's Rise time. I'm your coach, Coach C. Collins, where I'm here to talk a little bit of basketball, narrow things down as a coach, give you some advice, and give you some of my words of perception. Um, feel free to like and share and subscribe and do all that good stuff. Um, obviously, we have the main show, which is about that live podcast, um, but we do the Coach's Rise time to give you guys a little bit of content in between and to just give you my thoughts on basketball so where we can all still learn, share ideas, and maybe you take what I what I give you. Maybe you don't. Either way, I hope you have uh, a good listen, and let's see how this goes. So I want to wish everybody a happy Thursday. It is January 7th, 2021. We dealt with some crazy events the other day, but I'll get into that more later on the week on the main show. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about uh, kind of a funny, interesting topic. Uh, Got to give a uh, shout out and give this man credit because he was part of the reason that helped me think of this topic. Um, it's Rusty Buckets. Uh, he's a YouTuber that I check out and watch. He makes good basketball content, kind of has a real snarky sarcastic attitude but i like it and um and he may he says some real relevant stuff some really good stuff and uh supports a lot of his things with um analytics uh facts and of course just his overall opinion uh very similar to kind of where i come from so um if you kind of want to understand where some of my information is coming from it's coming from rusty buckets uh and uh hopefully it's not a carbon copy of it but it is a fair topic that i think needs to be brought up Today's topic is rebounding. Uh, does it still matter? Uh, can teams win with it? You know, does rebounding matter in the NBA? And of course, because I mainly deal with the grassroots level, which is the youth side, you know, uh, uh, sixth grade below, middle school, high school, getting ready for college. We're going to talk about does it matter in those areas as well. But first, let's, uh, let's draw a couple parallels. Let's just get a couple things uh, out the way. Rebounding absolutely still matters um, for younger kids because kids can't shoot as well. Most of them shoot around the basket. You know, the taller kids are typically going to be your leading scorers. That's for like sixth grade and below. Middle school, as they start to get more skill and ability, you will have your standout guys who can make some unbelievable threes. Uh, there's a kid that comes to mind when I think about it that I played against for years. Uh, his name's Mateen. Uh, the kid's been able to shoot you know, NBA threes probably since he was in sixth grade and his three point prowess is amazing. But as guys have caught up and got a little bigger, a little faster, a little stronger, because I believe he's a freshman or sophomore now in high school at El Camino High, his three point shot is still solid, but it's harder for him to get the shot off. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind as, as the abilities um, evolve. So in because kids aren't as accurate in their shooting ability rebounding still matters because the biggest guys are going to be by the basket and that's where most of the shots are going to come from and honestly that's where a lot of the shots are going to end up missing so now uh let's let's go to the parallels of high school let's fast forward all the way to high school before we talk about collegiate and nba because there is a transition and this is why i think it needs to be talked about and recognized does rebounding still matter in high school Yes and no. Um, it's kind of a neutral thing. Let, let's be real and let's be fair. There's two things most teams, whatever their philosophy is, think about first. That is uh, offense, then defense. And then rebounding is like this third miscellaneous thing. You know, some people feel that with another arbitrary thing like setting great screens or, you know, 
um, doing backdoor cuts, but in, essentially that all incorporates into your offensive schemes and identity. Rebounding is kind of like this uh, second cousin, this neutral second cousin that just kind of sits in the corner. Now, don't get me wrong, rebounding had its relevance and its prevalence for sure in the 90s where you would say your counter-argument if you would to say like someone like a Dennis Rodman, right, uh, who was one of the most prolific rebounders in the NBA. And again, I'll get to the NBA more into that as well. But you have to keep in mind the rules in the 90s were different. There were The Jordan rules were in place for a reason. Um, shooters couldn't shoot as, pre- uh, as good. Um, guys could hammer you and rip your fucking head off when you go to the basket. And, you know, three, basically the game has evolved. Uh, thank you, Steph Curry. Okay, let's just call it what it is. But, uh, you know, that's just how the game has evolved. If we're talking in the game in 2021, let's give a shot to Steph Curry. Um, so when we talk about that, let's talk parallels of high school. I have two teams uh, just in the media area that I wanted to talk about just because they're in the Sacramento area uh, around where I coach and I know some of these players and have physically seen these teams and both are uh, relevant now so I'm going from the past season uh, the 2019-2020 season unfortunately where COVID happened and things couldn't finish up all the way but I'm talking about the number two team in uh, California Sheldon High School uh, and uh, based out of South Sac and then I'm talking about the number 22 team Capital Christian out of Rancho Cordova uh, these varsity basketball teams. So at Shell, so there's some funny parallels and some things when you look at the analytics, and I'll try to explain it and hopefully make it breaking down to you guys so it can make sense. At Sheldon, they have again. I looked these stats up. I looked to see who were their leading rebounders. They had three kids who were the leading rebounders: Xavion uh, Z- uh, Brown, uh, who's averaging five rebounds, four point nine a game; uh, Darren Tobias. Five rebounds, 4.8 a game. Um, Dontrell, let me see, Dontrell Herlet, who's five rebounds, pretty much. He's 4.3 points, uh, 4.3 rebounds a game. Um, as a team, they're averaging 34 rebounds, uh, 70 points a game of, on 50% shooting from the field. Their total number was 2,309 points. Um Xavion averaging nine points, Darren averaging nine points a game, and Dontrell averaging uh, 10 points. Sorry if I didn't pronounce their names correctly. I'm sure if they hear me around, they'd be like, hey, man, say my name right. Sorry. Uh, on the flip side of it, their number they were the number two team in California. They were supposed to go to state, play that D1 game. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Then you go on the flip side of it, Capital Christian, who was number 22 uh, team in uh, California. Um. Let's see. Their leading rebounders are Darian Williams. Uh, he has eight rebounds a game, 7.8, uh, 11 points a game. Um, Kendall Taylor, five rebounds a game. And there's one more kid. I did not get his name. Sorry about that. It was like 4.3 points a game, so let's say five rebounds. Uh, he only averaged like four points a game. Um, again, Darian had 11 points. Kendall had 11 points. This, uh, capital Christian, funny enough, averaged 71 points a game had a total of 2,152 points. Now one team is ranked number two run team is ranked number 22. Is it because one team just loses more than the other? There's some more parts to it than that. You can't simplify analytics like that. Analytics is a part of the learning process. It is not the learning process. So keep that in mind coaches when you break this stuff down. So, 
the reality in when it comes to this parallel is basically it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Sheldon made more shots and they shot more threes. How you can tell is because two of their leading uh, rebounders are guards. That's the evolution of the game. That's the evolution of how the game is played. Because there are more three-point shots and they were more accurate on those shots, they most likely got more wins. And that also means most rebounds are going to go long. That doesn't mean bigs are obsolete, but that does mean there is a trend that you have to start to recognize parents, players, by sophomore, junior year as these kids' skills and abilities to knock the shot down from the outside from further and further range. If your kid is a big, they have to have versatility versatility is how they're going to survive in this new age of basketball. They still matter in high school because bigs are keen in high school, middle school, and and elementary school. But as you see the trend for D1 college all the way to the league, they become less and less and less relevant without the versatility. That's why I want to show the correlation between rebounding and points and wins. So, again, Capital Christian – Averaging uh, solid rebounds, their two leading rebounders are averaging double-digit points, but the problem being they're, they're bigs. More than likely, they're making more layups as the guards who are shooting the threes at a 50% shooting clip. And sorry, Capital Christian list their uh, shooting percentage, so I, I quite honestly don't know. Um, they were make, most likely making layups as Sheldon was making threes. And because of that, as we all know, as analytics show, layups versus threes, Threes are winning the game. You know, that's why the NBA is such a, a, a three-point centric league nowadays. So let's speed it up to the NBA. Let's show the parallels again, the evolution of the NBA. So last year you had your top three rebounders. Uh, number one was Rudy Gobert with 916, Hassan Whiteside with 905, and Andre Drummond 864. Now, Andre Drummond is an interesting case. Uh, the man for the last three years, and again, thank you, Rusty Buckets, for, for the analytics, the last three, four years is averaging 15 rebounds a game, which is ridiculous, but that's what he's averaged. Outside of that, though, what does uh, Andre Drummond do? Not much. He's a mediocre defender at best, um, outside of finishing alley-oops and dunks. Doesn't really bring anything offensively. So that's why the Detroit Pistons got, you know, traded him for Brandon Knight, you know, and sent him to Cleveland. Uh, Rudy Gobert, kind of the same deal. Now, he did get the bag and got 200 and something million, even though he's only averaging 11 points a game. But keep in mind, he was a two-time defensive player of the year. So what you're seeing is there's a trend with these you know, basically these bigs where if they're not showing versatility or an ability to move on the floor, do things like that, they're in trouble. Like for me personally, I consider myself kind of a big man whisperer. Any bigs who have worked with me on any of my teams have evolved their game, who really stuck with me and trained with me have evolved their game. If you don't believe me, please come watch one of my AU teams. You'll see it for yourself. Uh, um, The reason being is because I feel like this, and this is my philosophy, and maybe it can work for you if you want to have a philosophy for your bigs. You have to move like a guard, but you got to finish like a big. You understand if that makes sense. I need my bigs, again, like if you want to go to my 16U, even my 17U, let's just say my 16U just because I talk about them a lot. Um, One of my bigs, Trevor uh, and Cab, 
Um, a lot of times guards will try to pick on them and try to create switches on them. I have worked with them for years on their footwork and their foot speed and their angles and their abilities to learn, have the capability of being able to stay and use their length in front of a guard. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to lock up point guards and shooting guards and guys with blazing speed, but they have enough versatility and ability where they can hold their ground. So when uh, other teams try to get that mismatch and they recognize, damn, I can't blow by this guy. That's by design. That wasn't by accident. It wasn't like I just said, oh, they'll figure it out. No, we had to be meticulous because I told them if you I tell them all the time when they're on the bench, if you can't move your feet, if you can't guard guards, you can't be on the floor. And that's what you start to see with the trend. And sometimes the bigs work against you because high school bigs are so slow and still trying to get their coordination and their bodies together that they become more of a liability than a help. What's the use of having a great rebounder if the other team's making all their fucking shots? That's why you start to see small ball, small ball, small ball, one big, four guards, you know, wings and whatnot are becoming more and more a trend. By the time you get to the NBA, that's when you really see it because everybody's tall, big, and strong and coordinated at this point. If you're like an Anthony Davis, uh, the Greek freak, um, even Wiseman for my Warriors, if you have that versatility, you can shoot, you can move your body like a guard and at least stay in front and contest shots, then you're in a pretty good spot. Uh, if you're unfortunately a Rudy Gobert, Hassan Whiteside, an Andre Drummond, you might struggle, even though great rebounders on paper, great rebounders still struggle right there. Um, if you need more analytics, let me break it down to you. Simple as this. Um, the Raptors in 2019, when they won the championship, they were the 17th uh, team in rebounding in the league. Warriors, when they won in 2018, they were the 17th rebounding team in the league. Um, even the 2019 53 win Houston Rockets, they were the bottom three rebounding team. So does rebounding matter in the NBA? Not really. It doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't have it's the same effect. Does it matter in college? Not really. Not D1 college um, because most of those guys are at an extreme high level and they're basically getting ready for the league. So their abilities and skills are there. Does rebounding matter in high school? Yes with an asterisk by it that asterisk being that those bigs have to improve and learn their versatility they have to be a Jokic. they have to be a Porzingis. they have to you know be an anthony davis they have to learn versatility through those developmental years yes they will still dominate yes they will still run the high school scene yes that's why a lot of those guys are number ones or whatever in the nation look at chet right uh the big seven footer chet there's a reason he's number one in the nation and blocks a million shots however if a kid like him makes it to the league and he doesn't have the ability to shoot the three shoot the mid-range move like a guard then he'll probably be sitting on somebody's bench he'll be rich but he'll be sitting on somebody's bench so hopefully this gave you all some good insight Again, it's just my opinion. You know, you take what you will with it. Rebounding is essential, but it's not necessary. Think of it like this. If you're building your team around a rebounder, you're in a bad position. It's like if you want to take it to soccer. It's like building your team around a goalie. Uh, you need a solid goalie, but your strikers are how you get points. Your strikers are how, you know, you get actual wins on the board a solid goalie is just something you need or even a solid defender if you want to take it to baseball it's like building your team around a right fielder 
You need a great pitcher and a great catcher before you need to worry about the right fielder. Yeah, you need them when a baseball's hit there, but it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So again, do you need rebounders in the NBA in college? Yes, but are they essential to win championships? No. For high school, do you need rebounders? Absolutely. Are they essential to win championships? As you go up and up in the tiers, possibly not. Because again, at the D1 top high schools, like the top 22, uh, top 20, 25 that I just mentioned with Sheldon being number two and Capital Christian being number 22, you can see the discrepancy is coming from the fact that the guards are making the shots from the outside at a high clip and Capital Christian is mainly running through their bigs in, in the more traditional set. And when they're rebounding, they're right there for the easy layup. Not to say those points aren't valid, but bigs, take this as a cautionary tale. Your rebounding ability can't be all you bring to the table and you guards if you learn to rebound that's an exceptional art that helps you stand out amongst your peers because most of the rebounds are going to come to you anyway because the outside shot either way i hope you learned something i hope you enjoyed my insight as always you know please support i appreciate it i know coach mj appreciates it and um hopefully you know everybody stay safe out there stay safe from covid and i'm out